Welcome to the podcast of River City Community Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.rivercitychicago.com. told you it's my birthday, so I'm going to tell you what I'm going to ask for for my birthday. You ready for this? You ready to hear what my birthday present request is? I've been walking with a young seminarian and preacher for quite a while named Stephanie Jones, who has preached in non-Sunday venues many times, but has never preached a River City Sunday venue. In fact, maybe never a Sunday venue at all. And so I thought a birth, my birthday would be a good time to ask you all to give a super warm and open reception to somebody making their debut as a preacher. You all up for doing that? Will you welcome Stephanie Jones? Good morning, River City. It's good to be with you all this morning. Pastor Daniel, happy birthday. Um, I'm just going to start us off with prayer. Dear God, we just thank you for being a good, good father. We thank you, Lord, for being faithful. We thank you, Lord, that we can enter into a space and pray to you and that when we pray, God, you hear us. Thank you, God, that we can lay all of our burdens at your feet. Thank you, God, that your word says, cast your cares on me, for I care for you. And, Lord, I just pray that um, this morning, God, that our hearts will be softened towards the words that you want to speak. God, that our ears would be open. God, that we would see things differently through your word. I pray, God, that you would inspire hope. I pray, God, that you would heal wounds. I pray, God, that your spirit would just be alive and active in this place. And most of all, God, I just pray that you would move me out the way and that your Holy Spirit would do a precious work in this place. Thank you for the worship that took place, God. Thank you, Lord, that we can worship you in spirit and truth. God, we love you so much. We worship you. We praise you. We adore you. And we know the truth of who you are, that you are a faithful God, that you are a righteous God, that you are a God who sees us in our struggles. You are a God who sees us, God, when we are encountering pain and you sit with us in the midst of that. And we just thank you and we praise you and we celebrate you. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Amen. As most of you know, um, those of you who have been here this summer, we've been doing a series on the parables of Jesus. And I know a lot of times we're very, very familiar with the parables um, that are taught. We've heard them plenty of times. Um, But tonight or today, this morning, um, I just want to challenge you to ask yourself as you listen, what does Jesus want me to see differently that I didn't see before? Um, Today, we're going to actually focus on the parable about the persistent widow and the unjust judge. And so if you all stand with me, we'll read from Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And he told them a parable 
to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected men. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward, he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continuing coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And the translation behind me may read a little differently, but that's okay. That's the reading of God's word. Y'all, I can say. In this passage, we see that God's people will be the object of unjust actions within an unjust world. Um, This parable lets us know it's very clear-cut, very straight to the point. Jesus tells his disciples that have walked with him, that have um, witnessed him work miracles, that have prayed with Jesus. Um, They have seen it all, and yet he stops to tell this parable to remind them to pray. And you would think, like, well, they know. They have walked with Jesus. They have journeyed with him. They have prayed with him. They know the importance. Why would Jesus stop and say to them, I'm telling you this parable so that you can remember that you ought to pray and not lose heart? And we know that later on in the Gospels, we see that um, Jesus is crucified and that Jesus will no longer walk with the disciples. And I think Jesus knew more than anything what, was, what the disciples were up against. He knew that trials would come. He knew that tribulations would come. He knew that hardships would come. He knew that because of their faith, they would, they would encounter oppression. Jesus knew what the disciples were up against. And more than anything, he wanted them to know you will not be able to fight this with your physical strength, with your physical power. You have to lean into God and pray. This is a spiritual battle. And so Jesus knew what was up ahead and encouraged them to pray, to not lose heart when times become weary. And I remember... um, get emotional talking about this, but a time when I myself began to move away from God and I began to encounter hardships and loss and I just didn't really know how to to pray to God and to believe that God was still faithful in the midst of my loss. And so um, it was January of 2016, my husband and I found out that we were pregnant with our second child. Um, <laughs> and, um, six weeks in, we actually miscarried, we lost our child and 
that was so hard for me because I never expected that that would happen to me. My thoughts were God is faithful. He has blessed us with another child. You know, children are a gift from the Lord. Surely he's going to keep this child inside of my womb. Surely my child is going to be healthy and well. I'm young. You know, I'm energetic. I don't have any health issues. Never in a million years thought that I would lose my child at six weeks And even though, like the disciples, I walked with God, I've seen God perform miracles. I've seen God's faithfulness in my life. There there are seasons in life, there are situations in life where it rocks the core of our faith. It shakes us up. And even though we want to move towards God, that circumstance or that situation, it tends to pull us away And we start to lose faith and we start to lose hope. And that was my moment. In that moment, I didn't know what to do. There was no happy ending to that story. At six weeks, I lost my child, the child in whom I prayed for, the child in whom I trusted God for. And then again, several months later, found out we were pregnant. Again. (laughs) And unfortunately, At eight weeks, that sweet baby went on to be with the Lord as well. And so that was a rocky season where, again, I was just moving away from the presence of God, moving away from the presence of God, like, Lord, I don't know what's happening. I don't see you in this. My faith is shaken to the core. And so Jesus knew, and he told the disciples, like, This, I'm telling you this parable about this persistent widow who kept coming back time and time to this judge. Even when his heart was hardened, even when he did not fear God, he had no fear of God, no fear of men. She kept coming back to the presence of God or kept coming back to the judge and believing that he would grant her justice. She didn't give up. And sometimes that's not our story. There are times when we, again, are shaken and we move away from faith and we move away from trusting and believing God, we doubt. And so that was a season for me where that exact thing happened. I want us in moments when we feel discouraged to hold on to the bigger view of who God is to hold on to the bigger view of who God is. God is not defined by our circumstances. God is not defined by our hardships. In the parable, the widow knew the power and the authority of the judge. She knew that he was capable of granting her justice because of his position and his authority. And when God is silent, or does not answer when we want him to, or how we want him to. It's in our human nature. Our human nature tells us to stop showing up, to stop asking, to just give up, to lose sight of who God is, to try a different approach, to fix it ourselves with physical solutions, when all along it's always a spiritual battle behind the physical problem that can only be defeated through prayer, through petitioning God. And so the widow understood the importance of persistence. And I believe that Jesus wants us to have that same fire and ambition and prayer as the widow when we face hardships. God wants us to lean into the truth that he is faithful. 
Though it may seem like his response is delayed, he is still the God who delivered the Israelites out of slavery. And it's talked about in Exodus 6.1, where he says, God says, for many years, the Israelites, they groaned and they moaned and they, they wanted to be delivered and they wanted to be set free from the slavery and this bondage and these hardships. And they didn't see God. They didn't see God rescuing them right away. His response was delayed. But in Exodus 12, or Exodus 6, I'm sorry, God says, I have heard the groanings of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are holding as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant with them. I will free them. I will deliver them. I will redeem them. I will take them as my people. God is one who hears the cry and the prayers of the church in the midnight hour, like he did with Peter when Peter was incarcerated on unjust causes. God heard the prayers of the church, and he broke the chains, and he set Peter free. And so, again, in these moments of distress and pain and injustice, we ought to remember who God is. He is the God who allowed Sarah and Abraham to conceive a child in their 90s, they were nine, in their 90s, age 90, when she had been barren. He is the God who heard the cry of the widow in Luke 18 and granted her justice against her opponent when it seemed impossible that the judge would act in her favor. And so, again, hold on to the bigger view of who God is. This is the God we serve, who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all. And when we allow our eyes to shift from our problems to who God is and what God has done, it gives us courage, again, to keep showing up, to keep praying to God, to go against our human instinct of giving up and losing faith. And in this parable, more than anything, I believe God is inviting us to a bigger view of who he is and who and what he's capable of doing through our prayers. Um, I don't know about all of you, but I know lately um, the news has also been very overwhelming. And every morning at work, we sit in the cafeteria with our youth, um, and the news is playing. And time and time again, we're hearing stories of just the injustice here in our nation, um, of just black men being killed by police officers. We're hearing stories about the injustice in our education system and our health care system. All around, there seems to be so much trouble and heaviness and pain. Do you guys sense that when you're watching the news or when you're hearing stories? It seems to be very, very heavy. And, and, and so these things, will they cause us to keep coming into the presence of God, praying fervently, and to remain faithful to him? Will we believe that God will grant justice to those chosen by him, the ones who cry out to him day and night, that he will not delay in helping us? And I know I've had so many weary moments, but I have to hold on to that truth, and we have to hold on to that truth that God will help us, that God will intervene, 
that though it may seem delayed right now and it may seem hard right now, God will help us. But we have to pray. We have to come into his presence and seek him through prayer. Our greatest weapon is prayer. And the persistent widow models this so well by just coming back. It's all about just coming back and showing up over and over again. And I believe that with prayer, there are rhythms. You know, there are times when we, when life is well and we see God moving and we're excited and it's easy to continuously just come into his presence and seek him. And then there are times, like I talked about before, where Life is difficult, and there are a lot of hard things, and it's so easy for us and our human instinct to just continue to move away and move away and trust ourselves and, and to let go of our prayer lives. But I want to encourage you, just keep coming back. Keep believing that God is faithful, that God hears us when we pray. And when we come to God in prayer, it does not have to be a long, drawn-out prayer with fancy words. Sometimes you won't even have the words to say or to speak, maybe just a groan or a cry, and that's okay. Charles Spurgeon says, you are before the Lord. You who are before the Lord, let your words be few, but let your heart be fervent. In other words, let your prayers be heartfelt authentic, unrelenting, determined when you go to God in prayer. Let your heart do the talking. Let your persistence and your faith like get the attention of God. And as I mentioned before, our greatest weapon against our opponent, against our adversary, against the struggles that we face is prayer. And this is even made, made clear in Ephesians 6. In Ephesians 6, the armor of God is talking about. It reminds us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against spiritual forces of the evil one in, in heavenly realms. And it tells us to put on the full armor of God so that when the evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, and it tells us to stand with the belt of truth, with the breastplate of righteousness, with the shield of faith, with the helmet of salvation. But then in Ephesians um, 6.18, it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and request with this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for God's people. And so we can put on the full armor, but what solidifies that, what brings that all together is continuing to just pray, continuing to pray, to petition God, to remain faithful. Prayer is our greatest weapon to the trials and the situations we face in life. And if you have drifted away from a heart of prayer, this is an invitation to just come back to Jesus, to remember who he is, to fight against human instinct, to give up when times become hard, to pray fervently, to remain faithful to God, to choose, to make a choice, to see God's faithfulness and to remain faithful to him. And to remember, he will grant justice to those who cry out to him day and night, just like he did with the persistent widow. 
when the Son of Man comes, when he returns, will he find faith? Will he find faith? Will he find us consistently coming back and trusting him and laying our burdens at his feet, laying our cares at his feet? I remember uh, as a little girl, um, my great-grandmother, she passed at the age of 98. And um, we would go to her house very often. And she was one who was very persistent in prayer. And as a kid, you just want to run in, and you want to eat well, and you want to play on the piano and hang out. But our great-grandmother would always grab us, always grab us, grab our hands, bring us to the kitchen, and she would stop. And she would pray. And she would pray fervently. And I would, I'm like, why do we have to do this right now? Like, we're good. All is well, Grandma. We're good. Can we go play? But I feel like, just like Jesus, she knew the troubles that would come. She knew that hardships would come in the future. She knew that life would not be easy. She knew the spiritual forces that we were up against. She knew. We may have been naive. We may have not known as children, but she knew. And so there was never a time where we came to her presence where she did not pray for us and intercede for us. And that's when we came in the door, and that's when we left. She always offered prayer. And as I look back as a young adult now, I think, man, those prayers of my great-grandmother, they kept me. You know, they kept me. And I know me and my siblings, we had moments in our teenage years where we were rebellious and we did things that were not honoring to the Lord. But God always had a way of just bringing us back, bringing us back to his presence. And so she was an example of just one, the one who prayed fervently, the one who prayed for us persistently. And even though we didn't understand it then, And even though we may not have seen God's hand at work then, now I can see it. And it's more more evident than ever that, like, God has kept us and that the investment that my great-grandmother made in praying for us and our family, like, it has served as well. It has kept us. And so a lot of times when we are praying and positioning God, we may not see the results immediately. We may not. And it becomes very, very hard and very difficult to trust and to have faith. But I do, I want to encourage you that God is faithful. That though he may delay it, when he is ready to act, when God is ready to act, he will act immediately. He will respond. And so are you willing to wait, to wait on God, to trust God? to remain faithful. I feel like that went a lot faster than I anticipated. (laughs) Um, But in conclusion, I admire the widow, the persistent widow, who had so much courage. I couldn't imagine having to go before a judge who feared God, who did not fear God, and who did not fear man. I couldn't imagine consistently going back over and over again 
and pleading my case. But she had this spiritual courage. She believed in what she wanted and what she needed. And she remained consistent and she fought for it. And so there is something that, you know, you need God to do. Continue to show up. Continue to be faithful. Continue to come back to the cross. Believe, believe with all your heart that God hears us when we pray. That God's, his ear is not mute. He hears us and he will answer. Maybe not when we want him to, but he will answer. And so again, I would just want to recap. That God's people will be the object of unjust actions within an unjust world. We are not exempt from suffering and pain and injustice. We will face it. That's just the condition of the world and this greater evil that we are up against. It's inevitable. How do we respond to that? Through prayer. Through prayer. Not our own strength, not our own might, not fighting these battles on our own, but relying fully and solely on God to walk with us, to help us in our time of need. And point number two, hold on to a bigger view of who God is. If you have seen God work miracles in your life before, if you've seen God just a glimpse, if you've seen God answer your prayers before, if if you've read in his word of who he is, and you know that to be true, when times get hard, hold on to that truth. That will see you through. I know who God is. I know that God is mighty. I know that God is powerful. I know that God cares for me. I know that God is the Lion of Judah. I know that he's my provider when finances get tough. I know that he can restore my womb when I I suffer loss. I know that he can heal my child. I know, I know who God is. I know. I know this to be true about the God that I serve. Hold on to that truth. Allow yourself to see the bigger view of who your God is when it's, you know, when it's, When you come to a place where it's just hard to see and all your troubles and your circumstances overshadow that truth. Just hold on. Keep going back. I know who God is. I know who God is. I know who God is. He's bigger than these circumstances. He can move mountains. And then point number three. Our greatest weapon against our opponent against our adversary, against our struggles, is prayer. And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out prayer like I mentioned before. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be a few words. It can just be like, God, I don't know what to say. And so I'm just crying out. And I believe that the Spirit can tap into our cries and our moanings and groanings and interpret what we're trying to communicate to God. So as few words as necessary, if it need be, need to be, continue on with the spirit of prayer, the spirit of faithfulness to our God so that when the Son of Man returns, he will find that we have been faithful, that we have not given up hope.
that we continue to trust in him. Amen. I'll close this out in prayer. Um, God, thank you. And um, thank you again for the faith that we can have in you. Thank you, God, that we can be confident in the fact that when we pray, you hear us. You may not respond, God, when you want, when we want you to, Lord. But we have faith and we believe that you will respond when you are ready, God, when you are ready to grant justice, you will do it. God, I just pray that if there's anyone in this room, Lord, who feels burdened, who feels like they cannot pray, who feels like they just don't know what to say when they come into your presence, God, who feels like hope is gone, God, I pray that you would meet them where they are. You understand. You get it, Lord. You get it that times will be hard, that we will become discouraged, God, that there will be moments when we will lose heart, which is why you tell this parable, Jesus, to remind us that even in the midst of that, we can continue on, we can pray. And trust that you will hear us, Lord. And so, God, I just pray that you meet us all where we are, that you continue to remind us to keep coming back, to keep coming back to the cross, to keep coming back to Jesus, the one who cares, the one who can carry all of our burdens. The one who can redeem our stories, the one who can restore us, the one who can heal us. It doesn't matter, Lord, if we step away. There are going to be times when we step away, but the point is to be persistent, to keep coming back. To keep petitioning your throne for justice, for mercy, for grace, for love, for peace. I vow this day, Lord, to keep coming back, to remain faithful. To humble myself. Lord, we love you. Thank you.
Sit up. 